Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Here's a look at how markets wrapped up overnight and we saw US stocks in the green and they rose after new inflation data showed price pressures slowed again in May and that added to investor optimism that the Federal Reserve could skip a rate hike when it next meets in a few days' time. And this saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average up around 146 points or 0.4%. To close at 34,212, the S&P 500 added 0.7%, closing at 4,369. And the Nasdaq Composite was the outperformer, advancing 0.8% to 13,573. So for the S&P 500 and the Nasdaq, they have hit fresh 13-month highs. And the broad market, the S&P 500, is up around 25% from its October low. And that pretty much has busted it out of the bear market. So let's dive into what's the latest and what you can look out for with Brenda Vangelo. She is the Chief Investment Officer at Sandhill Global Advisors. Thanks for joining us on the show, Brenda. Thank you so much for having me. Right, let's dive into the latest data, Brenda. And this has been something we've all been watching out for because it precedes what's going to be coming out from the Federal Reserve's rate decision. And that is the CPI numbers. They have increased by 4% year over year. And this marks the slowest annual rate going back to March 2021. So Brenda, what does this do for market sentiment and expectations of where the Fed policy is going? Well, I think the number we got today is really uh, supportive of the Fed skipping a rate hike this month, which we'll learn about tomorrow. Uh, But I think all eyes are then going to be on July and what what happens in July. Mm -hmm. Because the other number we got today, if we look at core CPI, uh, it was up 5.3%. So a really a modest improvement from April, um, but it was a, not as didn't show as much improvement as the overall figure. But importantly, it's really being overly influenced by two categories: the shelter category and used car and car prices. And both of those are really sticky and aren't really representing what we're seeing in the real world, especially on the rent side. So we think that over time we will start to see a lot of improvement, particularly on the on the shelter category. But we just have haven't seen it yet present itself in the CPI. Yeah, it looks like we can also celebrate by having more eggs for breakfast because prices of eggs have dropped 14%. That's the biggest drop in 72 years. Now, going back into the Federal Reserve policy we are watching out for, you've mentioned we might get a skip or pause in the next meeting. What's going to happen come July? What do we need to see in order for them to stay on a pause or whether to continue hiking? Well, I think if a month it's only a month away, uh, effectively, so we don't have a lot of time and we won't have a lot more data. But so far, we have started to see that higher interest rates are absolutely impacting some sectors, especially things like the regional banking sector, the real estate sector. Mm-hmm. And we are seeing signs now that a lot of banks are not extending loans to small and medium-sized businesses, and they're having to go into the private market where interest rates are much, much higher. So I think as time goes on, we're going to start to see that there is more of an impact from where rates are at today. So what we might find is that by July, we have a little more evidence that some of that is flowing through, and the Fed may not hike at all. But there is still a chance uh, that they will hike uh, another time. We expect it would only be by 25 basis points, but it really is... um, 
up for debate. Um, you know, we are in the camp of thinking they probably don't need to hike because we have signs that rates are already at restrictive levels and inflation is coming down. So if they hold rates where they are uh, and inflation continues to improve, there's no really no need for them to raise again. Yeah, one of the reasons being cited by Fed for possibly pausing is for the need to wait for data. So they'll be looking out for how the previous hikes, I believe we've got about 10 already, uh, they will need some time to pay through into the market. So we'll see how that will impact financial conditions, which you have pointed out are starting to tighten in some corners. Uh, banks are not lending as much and borrowers are facing high interest rates. So all in, that could slow down the economy to some extent and maybe weigh on employment, which has been, um, by most measures or many measures, looking quite robust. Would you describe it as, how would you describe the US employment market right now? Would you see any sign of it slowing down based on what you've you know, been observing? I think if we look at the overall figures, we're continuing to see that uh, that it is quite strong nationwide. I live in California, which is in the heart of Silicon Valley, and we're absolutely seeing that there's been a lot of layoffs here, mm. um, and people are not necessarily finding jobs right away. Um, but I think if we look at the nationwide numbers, they tell a different story, and that is that the service sector is really very strong, still responsible for a lot of job openings. Um, a lot of new hires. Uh, so overall, it's still strong. But we do have concerns over those small and medium-sized businesses that I mentioned earlier, uh, because if they suddenly are looking at uh, loans where they're paying double the interest rates they had been paying, you know, they are an important part of the employment picture. They employ about 40% of private sector jobs come from those small and medium-sized businesses. So if they start to feel the pinch and then eliminate open positions or eliminate jobs altogether, that could be a little bit of a tipping point um, overall for the job market. We're not seeing any signs that that's happening right now, but it's certainly a risk and something that we're monitoring pretty closely. All right. Well, in conversation with Brenda Vangelo, she's the CIO at Sandhill Global Advisors. And you mentioned this earlier on, which is the layoffs in the tech sector. So I'm just wondering how you feel about investing in tech right now, because it's in the news for AI and innovation. And of course, Apple recently has hit a new high. Well, I think we're we're in a period of time where there is a lot of excitement over AI, and in many ways, that's for good reason. I think it certainly will transform the way we do all kinds of things. But for now, we're really only seeing companies like NVIDIA and Oracle, but more so NVIDIA, where there has been a really significant increase in earnings as a result of AI. For many other companies, I think the earnings impact really is a bit of a question mark. We know it costs a lot of money to implement AI, um, and whether or not that really translates into better profitability and earnings, it remains to be seen. I think it's going to be a while before we really understand what the broader impact is on many parts of tech. And I think in some cases, some even large tech companies could find that parts mm. of their business become a little bit obsolete. So I think uh, certainly it's going to be transformative. But I think this uh, painting all of tech with a broad brush and assuming AI is, is going to impact everyone positively, I think is, is a little bit misguided. Mm. And Brenda, one thing that stands out for me today is uh, this report, and it is coming up with a term called greedflation. So this is about the practice by many S&P 500 food and consumer companies raising prices to protect their margins. And of course, with rising costs, many of them have been trying to pass on costs to um, people like you and I. Have you been noticing this? And what are your expectations on how earnings will be like in the next few quarters? Will they be able to pass on costs? 
Sure. Well, last quarter, we heard from a lot of even big consumer product companies like Procter & Gamble that they were able to pass along double-digit price increases, which, of course, really impacted earnings in a positive way. And that was really the story across the board. But I think many management teams really talked about this being the last large price increase they were probably Mm -hmm. going to be able to implement for some time. But theoretically, it would flow through over the course of the year, uh, so it should have an impact this year. But I think when we look at what's going to happen next year, hopefully we'll have a picture where prices have come down, and so that will help. But I just don't think that a lot of these companies are going to be able to pass along another double-digit price increase in subsequent years. It would be more of a normalized cadence, I think, when we look at 2024 and beyond. All right, maybe an infection coming soon. Uh, we've been joining Brenda Vingiello. She's the Chief Investment Officer at Sandhill Global Advisors. Brenda, thanks for your time and have a great day ahead. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. Or download our audio app, that's A-W-E-D-I-O, available on Google Play or the App Store.